Welcome to episode 28 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 28, the jolly gentleman is coming to town. We'll go one-on-one and best of with the greatest December guest of them all, Santa Claus. Father-son free-for-all will make you merry and bright. We'll go gold, silver, bronze with winter-inspired athlete names. And we'll head for home on episode 28 with our special segments. All Pro Go, a did-you-know sports spotlight. And Champs and Chums personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 28 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy December. Happy holidays, everybody. Hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton here for episode 28 of Champs and Chums. And uh, we hope you're all doing great, getting ready for the uh, the big time of the year. We've got an amazing show here, a holiday episode of Champs and Chums. But it's now my pleasure. It is always my privilege for the last 12 months, which we would constitute the year, the greatest chum of all, that's Ashton, is joined me here for episode 28. Ashton, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great, and uh, I can't wait to talk about some stuff and um, get into a great conversation with you. Well, we, yeah, for sure. Looking forward to that. That's what we do here for uh, Champs and Chums, father-son fun talk about sports, life, and friendship. And Ashton, uh, well, how about just some words for the to- from the top, just for the fans, Uh you know, uh, uh, maybe some holiday wishes for them. Uh, what would you like to say to the fans out there in the uh, in the radio slash podcast world? Well, um, I want to uh, wish you all a happy and safe holiday. Um, you know, you always want to stay safe because the Omicron virus is spreading a lot. And um, we got to uh, keep uh, us safe. But um, um Besides that, I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas, and um, uh, we look forward to um, podcasting in the new year and see what it holds. Absolutely, man. Great stuff. Early fist bumps off the top of the show, our last one for 2021. Great stuff. Happy holidays, everybody. And uh, Ashton, as we always do, just in the opening of our show, we want to talk about some of the fun things that we've been doing this this month, and... Uh, Boy, oh boy, uh, it's been a definitely an extra busy season. Uh, you know, when you think of the, the holiday time, there's so much to do, so much to pack in. And we this, uh, the, the jolly old man hasn't come to town yet, but we will get to that in a sec, uh, everybody. Um, but uh, let's talk and, and put some uh, focus on some fun um, outdoor winter activities. You've really taken up into skating outdoors. I, I, I believe we went to, to uh, good old Gage Park. Yeah, we uh, we did go to Gage Park in downtown Brampton. They have a skating rink outside, and uh, it's really good. But um, I would say 
it has to be Zamboni before you probably go on because we went on uh kind of later when they d uh did the Zambonying before um and it kind of the ice wasn't the best so uh once they Zambonied it was way better so uh that's what I recommend but uh overall it was super super fun yeah, lots of fun uh, outdoors, outside, and uh, great to have the community uh, circle around and, and do some skating around that uh, wonderful uh, skating rink. Um, you're right, though. It's, it's you know, sometimes you get debris yeah. that comes on the ice. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah, um, we got our skate sharpened, actually, um, and um, by... Uh, by someone at a Susan Fennell. Um, well, uh, Susan Fennell Sportsplex, uh, and that was the just after you finished another great activity, swimming for sure, right? And um, well, let's talk a little bit about that because this man seemed to be a legend in in skate sharpening. I was asking him all the good questions, and uh, he had some great tips and insights in terms of figuring out how you know, you know, you probably need to change your skates and, uh, or, or your blades and sharpen them up and stuff like that. Right, Ashton. But, um, anyhow, uh, good stuff. And like, let's talk about another great outdoor experience. It was your first time that you did that. You watched football live. Yes, I did. Um, it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, December 5th, 2021. Um, it was um, Argos versus Tie Cats. Uh, the Tie Cats sadly won and made it to the Great Cup, and uh, Win Winnipeg won, and uh, the Great Cup versus uh, Hamilton. And uh, overall, it was a very fun experience. It started snowing outside. I've never been to a football game where it snowed, so it was a really great experience. Well, I mean, yeah, a, a football frenzy. Capital F for football and frenzy for sure. Yeah, what a great experience. I hadn't been down to a Toronto Argo game probably in a decade. Probably when they played over at the at the Rogers Center, maybe even slash Skydome at the, um, uh, as well, go, dating back to a few other games. But yeah, classic rivalry. The Argos against the Ticats. Um, you know, the crowd was into it right from the get-go. Hey, Ashton, why do you describe for the fans? We we, we always, uh, as father and son, try to go very early as the gates open to any sports experience. But give the fans a sense of, as we were driving into the parking lot, with the kind of things that you were seeing on football game day. Well, there was lots of um, tailgating, as they would call it. There was lots of people um, making hot dogs before the game. But uh, when we were lining up to get our tickets, oh my goodness, uh, Tiger Cats fans trash talk, trash talk, trash talk to the Argos. <laughs> all, all in fun, we would say though. There, there wasn't any altercation as we were no. waiting in the, ga the gates. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of pregame chirping going on as, as some of the Tiger Cats fans making their way from the go train exit uh those coming in from southwestern ontario uh, legions of them coming in yeah they had some some um choice but uh you know some friendly chirping that was going on there but yeah i was glad you were able to experience that yeah um it was a great experience awesome well listen the uh, you know let's move from outside to inside when we think of fun activities because it's been a while since you've been back to the Raptors 905 over at the uh, Paramount Fine Food Center. And it was so great to have you back there on the Saturday. 
but it was so abbreviated. Why don't you tell the fans what happened at that experience? Uh, at the time of this recording, it would have been last weekend. Yes, uh, uh, last weekend, we went to the Raptors 905 game, and with without anyone, anyone knowing, no, no players knowing, no coaches knowing, uh, uh, no referees knowing, no uh, security people knowing, no fans knowing, um, that this would be the shortest game in basketball history. So this game only lasted three minutes and 35 seconds. This is because there was a wet floor. Uh, and here's some clues of why we may have found out that it was a wet floor. Because um, before before on uh, shoot around, uh, there were many people wiping the floor a lot. Like they they would uh, just do it so much. Uh, so we were wondering. So then, uh, middle of the game, pause at uh, nine minutes and twenty five seconds in the first quarter. Uh, no, uh, ref referee. You got a great memory there, Sharp. You even remember the time on the score clock. Yep, referee number thirty-four runs to um to the, the locker room. Yeah, the, the locker room. We thought it was all COVID. We did not go know what it was going on. Um, it it was uh kind of weird because, and we also saw like players rubbing their shoes a lot. So, um, they had to they had to play the game at eight o'clock, but. They they finally came up with some news that it was a wet floor and the game was postponed. And um, what was it? Well, it was kind of ironic, and I'm kind of thinking of this little bit of a pun right now because, you know, it was a long day for the players. I had gone to the game against Maine, one of the top teams in NBA G, G League, at a, now posting, a, I think, a 9-1 record. You know, um, not only was the floor was so wet, but then as the game resulted... The main Celtics wiped the floor yeah, with the with did. the with the Raptors nine oh five. The score was so uneven. So um, you know, we love our Raptors nine oh five, but they definitely took their lumps against that top uh seeded main team who will be a force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, I'm just thinking of that center cornet almost had his way right in the key with so many things. But you know what? It was a great experience. We saw um it was uh we saw the 905. Yeah, yeah, we're talking here right now to you uh, fans at home, and uh, Ashton's pointing to the clock and saying, as we're talking about Raptors 905, at the time of this recording, we're seeing 905, but good stuff. Well, listen, great stars. Who's your favorite player on the Raptors 905 that you've seen live thus far? Well, my fa favorite player on the Raptors 905 is Isaac Bonga. What you know? What that guy has got heart and hustle. He's he's an energy player, Ashton. He's he's played some small minutes with the Raps too. Who else? Um, well, definitely Ashton Hagens. Ashton uh, Hagens, yeah, your namesake. Yep. yep. Uh, it was kind of interesting when I found out he had the same uh, name as me. Um, Andrew Rousey. Yeah, yeah, three point threat coming off the bench. Andrew Rousey got some uh, some minutes, uh, big minutes in the first game, and then when the boys from the the Raptors came back down to the to the farm team, uh, the nine oh five, uh, he kind of lost some minutes. Yeah, he's another good player. And Reggie Perry. Reggie Perry. Yeah, yeah, he's a great one too. Has seen some minutes with the Raptors, but I can't believe you forgot Justin Champagne. 
Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, what a great uh, player he is. He's gotten some minutes uh, with the Raptors. We can all remember Mm -hmm. he got that, what we thought would have been the tying bucket just a few games ago, and uh, unfortunately uh, that didn't come to be. But uh, nonetheless, some more Raptors 905 action coming up in the new year, and uh, we can't wait to get back to the the arena and cheer on the, um, the boys in red, as it were. So let's keep it indoors here. I mean, we, we had a really busy month doing some fun things. So we moved from the court and then we kind of talk about some treasures and some memories and experiences that we just kind of stumble upon in our basement. What, 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 about, what do you want to talk about there? It was kind of a neat father and son experience. It just kind of happened uncued because we were talking about one of the greatest players that ever played hockey, Bobby Orr. And so as the story goes, I started to share with Ashton that I had a picture, and I still do. It's, it's somewhere in the basement, just haven't gone through it yet, where I, thanks to, uh, to Bill Waters, the former assistant general manager of the Maple Leafs, a few of us, some of my chums, uh, Pat and John and some others as well too, went to this, uh, to this party, this, this um, thrown by the agency. And so to make a long story short, as, as we go to this party, none other than the greatest play, one of the greatest defensemen to ever play in hockey. Number four, Bobby Orr, he was there, and I took a picture with him. And so we got talking about uh, memorabilia and treasures, and I said to Ashton, I got a lot of cards, Ashton, from back in the day, another hockey story. My late dad had worked with Mark Murphy. Now, Mark Murphy may not mean something to you, uh, uh, maybe the Mark part, but the Murphy part in hockey did. Mark Murphy's son was the former head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs who worked at, at the league office, played with the Los Angeles Kings, Mike Murphy. So Mike Murphy, as I was a very young guy, and Mark Murphy, had given my dad this Bauer box full of tremendous old-school hockey cards. So we went rummaging down to the basement, everybody, to get this, and it became a treasure from there. Ashton, keep the story going. Yeah, so um, we um, looked at lots of the cards, and they were very, very fascinating. And um, I believe once you have said you were a very big Guy Lafleur fan, there was many Guy Lafleur, Lafleur cards in there. Well, that was by luck or exposure, because yeah, those were the cards that uh, that Mark Murphy, uh, who worked at uh, at the dealership where my dad had worked many, many years ago. And so when I ended up working for the Leafs, I'm sitting in the Omni in Detroit, just in the lobby. And I just, you know, become full time with the team. We're going back here, 1998, I believe it was. And I told Murph the story. And uh, he was he was quite amazed that uh, it sort of came uh, full circle for me in a sense to have that conversation with the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, tell him about some cards that his dear father had given me uh, back in the day. But then we started rummaging more in the basement. That could be almost a shrine we could create with many things. And then we got into some other, uh, call it uh, wonderful treasures, Ashton. Yeah, we did. And um, we uh, saw some of my dad's soccer trophies. And um, at the time of this recording, um, I am wearing his uh, final soccer game uh, jersey. Uh, what? He played for Wexford at the time. Wexford, one of the great, the greatest soccer programs in Scarborough at the time. And uh, yeah, our, our episode seven 
best of guest, uh, our, our chum here, Uncle Mike there with uh, Noel Wexford because he played on the team with me. We're probably going back, Ashton, to like 1991, I guess, right? So it's a long time ago, right? But it mm-hmm. was when we when we came onto that beautiful treasure in our basement, I, uh, geez, I got to be honest with you. I almost shed a tear, I shed a tear when I, uh, I put that Jersey over, over you and, uh, you wanted to wear it. And it's just really special that you, you wanted to wear it here as we, we broadcast our last episode of the year. So thank you very much for that. Speaking of treasures, cause we could go on and on about December happenings, everybody. We have a special treasure for our best of guest. In fact, Ashton, of all the amazing guests that we, we have had on this program for Champs and Chums in 2021, I would dare say that the greatest December guest of them all is coming on the show, episode 28. Ashton, fill in all the great details. Yes, the jolly old man himself is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town on episode 28 of Champs and Chums. Awesome, my man. If you didn't think that we have a a great holiday special by announcing that news, and we got Santa Claus, who's such a busy man coming from the North Pole with his great teammates getting ready for the the big day. Uh, He's a busy man, but he took some time out. And you don't want to miss that uh, that segment, that best of segment with Santa Claus, because we talked a lot about sports, Ashton. Did you want to give them a little bit of a hint on why they should listen to uh, to this segment? Well, um, you're going to be um, uh, amazed by Santa's answers. And um, he was a very, very great person to talk to um, for for two times. Um, that would have been episode 18. How was episode 16? Yeah. 16, sorry. Um, and basically, um, he was just really, really, really outstanding. Entertaining and also with an eye on forecasting who's going to win the Stanley Cup. We won't tell you any, any more about that. You're going to have to listen to that segment. So that's Santa Claus. Coming up on episode 28, our best of guest. Good stuff, Ashton. Well, let's turn now to our father-son free-for-all, our last one for the year. You know, and it's the holiday time, and um, we've had lots of fun bringing these to you. It uh, sort of gets our creative juices flowing. So what Ashton and I were talking about, what would be a fun segment to do? We thought in we'd get into the holiday spirit, and we would share with you, everybody, our winter-inspired athlete names. So we're going to go gold, silver, bronze. And Ashton, you get the honors. You go first with your bronze medal. My bronze medal is Greg Joy. Awesome, Greg Joy. Well, why don't you tell the fans a little bit more about uh, Greg Joy? Yes, I will. So, Greg Joy was born April 23, 1956. And... Uh, he's played in the Olympic Games in 1976 uh, in Montreal for high jumping, and he got silver. And uh, he played in the Commonwealth Games in 1978 in Edmonton, uh, and he won silver for high jumping. 
And he represented Canada as well. Well, yeah, look at this. So he was born in the United States, everybody, but he actually then, he lived in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, right, from the ages of 9 to 17. And then, of course, he represented Canada at the, those um, legendary games in Montreal, the 76 Olympic Games. So, yeah, that's Greg Joy. Now, what's the connection, Ashton? Joy? Well, the connection is every uh, single Christmas, lots of people have mer- uh, lots and lots of joy. And they have that joy from the holiday spirit. Joy to the world, everybody. That's Ashton's bronze medal for winter-inspired athlete names, Greg Joy. Okay, it's over to Dad for my bronze medal. And my bronze medal, everybody, we're going to take it back to your Blue Jays of this year. Because my bronze medal is Julian Merriweather. Get that, Ashton? I'm getting into the Merry spirit talking about one of the pitchers who started the season, Ashton. He started the season as as one of the closers for the Toronto Blue Blue Jays. That's Julian Merriweather. He's he's an American born October the 14th, 91. Look at that. We were just talking about 91. Yeah. In terms of me and that jersey that you're wearing right now, the last uh, game I played uh, in competitive men's soccer, and this guy was born in 91. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting old. (laughs) Anyhow, he was ranked 21st on the Major League Baseball's top 30 uh, on the top prospects list. Um, so he definitely comes with a lot of credentials, everybody. Um, you know, uh, if you remember his story in the first series against the Yankees, he blowed them, blown them away with the heat. He closed some games and then he had, um, he's been uh, injury riddled over his career, but, uh, Julian Merriweather is uh, a rookie who uh, hopefully will have some more appearances with the Jays and he can overcome some of those injuries. Um, That's my bronze medal, Toronto Blue Jay pitcher, Julian Merriweather. Okay, Ashton, over to you for your uh, silver medal. My silver medal is Theron Fleury. That is an amazing pick. Connect the dots for us. How is that a winner-inspired athlete name? Well, sometimes you look at the weather and it says... There's snow flurries. So that is why I picked Theron Flurry. Well, why don't you tell the fans a little bit more about Theron Flurry, great NHL player. He was born June 29th, 1968. Uh, he played for the Calgary Flames, uh, Tapara, uh, Colorado, Colorado Avalanche, New York Rangers, Chicago Blackhawks, and Belfast Giants. His national team was Canada, and he is um, NHL draft was 166 overall uh, in 1987 uh, by the Calgary Flames, and his playing playing career lasted uh, till 1988 till to 2006. Well, I mean, look at those NHL totals, right, Ashton? I mean, here's a guy that was drafted in the eighth round, everybody, in the 1987 entry draft. He managed, you know, when you when you reach deep into those rounds, I mean, it's uh, it's a hope, right, that you'll actually be able to make it to the to the uh, to the NHL. But they're in flurry, and here's another example of a guy, you know, height doesn't measure heart. He was um, a warrior on the ice. He played with edge. He can score. 
He played in 1,084 NHL games, scored 455 goals, Ashton. So he's almost a 500-goal scorer. That's Theron Fleury. He was only 5'6". So there's another example. And, you know, we saw live, uh, we obviously couldn't um, reach out and say hello to him, but we did see Mike Pinball Clemens. We've talked about him on the show. Same size, height doesn't measure heart. So that's Ashton Silver Medal for winter-inspired athlete names, Theron Fleury. Okay, it's time for Dad's uh, Silver Medal. And I'm going to take it into this to the, uh, to the octagon, everybody. And I'm going to highlight a tremendous female athlete because my silver medal for winner-inspired athlete names is Holly Holm. That's right, Holly Holm, who became a UFC champion. She was, um, she's uh, competed as a bantamweight, a featherweight, a light welterweight in boxing, a welterweight in boxing and kickboxing. But uh, yeah, what an athlete she was. Um, Holly Holm, I, I remember that um, that famous uh, fight where she upset uh, Ronda Ronda Rousey. This would have been probably back at UFC 193, uh, November of 2015, uh, where where uh, Holly Holm won. And uh, of course, we see a lot of people uh, d- decking the halls with uh, bows of Holly, if you will. But uh, this is a great athlete, everybody. Holly Holm is my silver medal for winner-inspired athlete names. Okay, Ashton, time to usher in your gold medal. My gold medal is Devon White. Amazing. What a great pick. And you've got a story with Devon White, too. Yeah, um, he's a baseball player. Um, he's, his position is center field. He was born December 29, 1962 in Kingston, Jamaica. He bat he batted switch and threw right. His MLB debut was September second, nineteen eighty five for the California Angels. And his last MLB appearance was October fifth, two thousand and one for the Milwaukee Brewers. Well, let's remember Devon White was one of the key members of that back to back uh ninety two, ninety three World Series championship team. The way he patrolled center field there Ashton with his monster catches his tremendous speed he can move as as smooth as the snow is white so great selection Ashton Devon White but you know let's put this into focus how how soon our kids forget how soon my son forgets you had an opportunity to meet Devon White Ashton yes I did um I can't really remember it though but summer probably dialed back about three summers ago we uh went into the we went to hopped into the highlander we went over for the day to salem field and it was special to go there because there were some former blue jays signing autographs one of them was Dwayne ward the setup man for the jays back in the uh, early 90s and maybe late 80s I think, i'm thinking early 90s though but the other former Blue Jay that was there was Devon White. And you, you talked with him a little bit. Oh, yeah, I did. I remember it now. And he signed your cap. Yes, he did. Amazing. So that's Ashton's gold medal for winner-inspired athlete names, Devon White. Okay, everybody, it's now time for Dad. And I'm going to stick in the baseball uh, on the baseball field because... How appropriate that my gold medal 
is the base former baseball player, first baseman, and the 2012 World Series champion, J.T. Snow. That's right, everybody. J.T. Snow had some pretty good years um, playing with the California Angels, the San Francisco Giants. He played with the Boston Red Sox. I seem to remember he played with the Yankees as well, too. Uh, he did play with the Yankees. He started his career with the Yankees. Uh, Six-time gold glover was J.T. Snow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he had some, he had some pretty big years when you think about it. His biggest home run year, everybody, was 28 dingers for the San Francisco Giants in 97. He followed that up a couple seasons later with, with 24 dingers. He had over a hundred ribbies in 95 and 97, 102 and 104 respectively. So a great career played, uh, 16 years jt snow so that is my um gold medal for winner inspired athlete names and that is a great way to end this segment good stuff well ashton you're gonna take us to break on episode 28 this ends our father-son free-for-all segment more father-son fun talk coming up you're listening to the champs and chums podcast Father-Son Fun Talk, you're listening to episode 28 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our Best of segment. And Ashton, we have been really grateful for all the outstanding special guests who have joined our show this year. And with our most ambitious of dreams, we have scored big again with the greatest December guest of them all. Hey Ashton, I got two questions for you, my man. Are you ready to rock around the Christmas tree on episode 28? Sure am. Are you ready for lots of Christmas cheer here on Champs and Chums? Of course. Well, our very special guest is the most beloved of kids and kids of all ages around the world. Born and raised in the North Pole, our special guest has made tracks on an illustrious career, leading and serving everyone, everywhere, each and every year. His magical sleigh has soared brightly across communities. His generosity warms homes and hearts, bringing smiles to his legions of fans. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be joined by number 25 in your program, number one in your hearts, an all-star true and true Santa Claus. Santa, welcome to Champs and Chums. Ho, ho, ho! Thank you very, very much. I'm honored to be brought back again. Oh, for sure. And good of you to note that, Santa Claus. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. And, and this is a milestone interview, not only because we have the greatest December guest of them all fans, but Ashton, you know this. And Santa, we talked about this just off the air. Of all our best of guests, Santa Claus is the first official two-time guest here on Champs and Chums. Ashton, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, it's uh, great that we've had Santa Claus on two times, and um, it's been an amazing experience talking with him uh, the first time and now this interview, and um, I'm so excited to get started. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't ask the jolly old man himself, Santa Claus, how he's feeling to be the first ever two-time guest on Champs and Chumps. Well, you know, it's it's such an honor just to be featured on your show one time, but twice, 
That's unheard of. And I'm so happy for you guys. And I'm so happy for Santa. But you know, there is jealousy at the North Pole. Rudolph is very, very upset. He's never been invited to your show. Oh, goodness. Well, we're going to have to change that, Santa Claus. If we have the pleasure and privilege of having you return for a future show, we're going to have to change that. I know you've got a, a great cast of teammates, just like great sports teams do. At, uh, uh, it's, I'm sorry to hear that Rudolph's has thrown a little shade over to you, but you are an all-star true and true, and uh, we'll definitely look to do uh, something uh, different and uh, bring some of your teammates on for, uh, for a future show. Good stuff. Okay, everybody, well, let's get this best of segment rolling with Santa Claus because he's a very, very busy uh, man and his team uh, over the course of this month. Um, Santa Claus, it's uh, Dad on uh, the left side of the broadcast chair here with a question for you. You know, we just talked about it. December, of all the months in the year, there just seems to be an extra magic in its stick. Uh, so let's hear from you, Santa Claus. What makes December so special? Well, you know, in, in past years, December has been the time when families unite, get together, enjoy each other's company. There's a little bit of good cheer. There's some great food. The, but I think the most important thing of all is the love, the love for each other. And, you know, the last two years all over the world, things have been much different. This year, things are starting to open up again and things seem to be better. Let's hope they continue that way. And I, I think the main reason why things are so good in December is the love for each other. Oh, that's a, that's a great way. Well, uh, lots of love certainly in the air uh, during the holiday season and lots of love for you, Santa Claus. Santa Claus, I'm wondering if you can talk, and we talk a lot about this on Champs and Chums, putting in the work, um, really giving it your best and the importance of preparation. I'm wondering if you can talk to the fans and give us your perspective of how preparation is involved for you leading up uh, to Christmas Day. Well, you know, I think the thing that people don't realize, it's not just a one-night, 24-hour trip for Santa. We start preparing for Christmas December 26th for the next year. The sleigh has to be fixed. The sleigh has to be maintained. The reindeer have to have their little bit of a vacation. And they prepare themselves by doing runs and trial flights all over the North Pole. And this goes on all year. It's like any other business, I guess you could say. You have to prepare properly. And, you know, the elves, the elves work nonstop. Every year they come to Santa with a list of new toys that the boys and girls want. And we have to develop ways to, to, to create these toys, to get them all ready. And there's the packaging. And there's the preparation of loading the sleigh. And we have to do trials to make sure everything will fit into the sleigh. And constantly we have to go over the list of the naughty and the nice. And, you know, the lists are always changing. So you're going to be on a naughty list today and a nice list tomorrow. So it's so important. It's a team effort. Everybody works together. And the person that holds it all together in North Pole, Mrs. Claus. She cooks. She cleans. She maintains all the elves clothing she looks after all their medical needs she makes sure that the reindeers are looked after by all our crew there and she is a person that nobody understands how hard she works santa santa has a very simple task i get in the sleigh i deliver the toys i don't make the toys i don't prepare the sleigh i make sure that the children get the toys delivered mrs claus is the one behind the brains they say behind every good man is a good woman and Mrs. Claus is the good woman for Santa. 
Oh, some tremendous insights there from Santa Claus. You definitely took time to uh, to thank and acknowledge the great team you have. And, and I heard you when you talked about the process and all the things you do. It's, it's capital P pre- preparation. And so those are some great insights for our listeners. Santa, I'd now like to step aside and have the star of the show, the real star of the show, my chum Ashton, with some questions for you. Santa... What are some of the greatest lessons and words of advice you have shared with kids and kids of all ages? That's an amazing question, Ashton, and I would expect it from you. I think the easiest thing to say, the advice I give to each and every child out there, is be good to your mom and dads. You have to understand that they care for you deeply. They do everything they can, the best they can do for you every day of their lives. You have to respect what they do for you that's one of the main lessons and in the world today respect and love is so important so i would have to say those are the two main things that i tell every child out there don't be greedy be happy and grateful for what you get it's very important to love everybody that helps you santa can you share with the fans uh the importance of teamwork uh for you every christmas Well, as I was saying earlier in our conversation, the teamwork related to all of the effort that the team puts together. I think I can relate it a little bit more on today, especially if you're a sports fan. Santa is a huge Toronto Maple Leaf fan, and the Buffalo Bills are my NFL football team. These are two amazing teams, and if they don't all click together as part of a team, they don't have a successful season. Unfortunately, right now, my Bills are floundering a little bit, the Leafs are on a little bit of a losing streak, but they'll turn it around as any team does. You work together, hard work, effort, it all comes together. Great stuff. You're listening to episode 28 of the Champs and Chums podcast. We're joined live from the North Pole with our best of guest, Santa Claus. And Santa Claus, uh, we were just talking about where you're you're talking to us from, and uh, you've had the uh, opportunity to uh, travel to so many wonderful cities, so many countries around the world, and the great deeds that you do around this time of the year. But you always make time for our city, and that's Brampton, that we are so proud residents of. Why do you have a special place in your heart for the people of Brampton, Ontario, Canada? Brampton is a unique city. Brampton is multicultured. All people are the same in Brampton. They care for each other. They love each other. The families build and develop relationships with all their neighbors. Brampton was a small community 50 years ago. Now it's a growing, huge, large city, almost 800,000 people. And that couldn't happen unless everybody understood everybody else. We're learning cultures from different countries, and we're sharing those cultures with everybody that comes into this city. This is a city that's made of a lot of love. And, you know, I see all the children every year when I do the parade or when I visit the city for different events. This, to me, is the most unique city in the world. Brampton is a city that I love dearly with all my heart. And if we could multiply this type of relationship in a city everywhere over the world, I think the world would be pretty perfect. Oh, bang on there, Santa Claus, 100%. Uh, we have so much love for you here in the city of Brampton, and you've just sort of echoed uh, it back all to us. And uh, we miss you at the, at the Outdoor Santa Claus Parade, and hopefully 
as you mentioned, you know, it's still a, a real challenging time in our world, but uh, we've got a space for you down good old Main Street there in, uh, in uh, downtown Brampton for you uh, when you're ready. Well, you know, I, I hope I hope and pray that next year we'll have a parade again, a live parade. A live parade means so much to Santa. I get to see the glowing faces of all the children. When I yell out to them, well, thank you for welcoming me to Brampton. The crowds go crazy. It's just the fact that everybody in this city seems to care for everybody else. Santa, what are some of your favorite winter sports of all time and why? Um, I would have to say probably I love the Winter Olympics. The skiing, the toboggans, uh, the downhill racing, uh, the hockey uh, the ice figure skating. I love all sorts of winter sports. Uh, my favorite sport would probably be hockey. And as I mentioned earlier, my favorite team is the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I can make a comment right now that I don't think too many people can say. I was very, very fortunate many, many years ago. I actually saw the Toronto Maple Leafs win a Stanley Cup live. Wow. Wow. Now that that is a magical moment indeed back in 1967. And Santa, just on the other side of the mics here, you got two big Leaf fans here as well, too. I had the pleasure and privilege of working for the hockey club uh, from 96 to 99, so I know how deep the love is for the blue and white. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, we didn't ask Santa Claus, Ashton, what does he think the Leafs are going to do in the playoffs? That's the, that's the magical question. How do you think they're going to do in the playoffs in the spring, uh, Santa Claus? If they play the way they can play with the heart and the desire and just strive for what they can do. I think they're going to do an amazing job this year. I actually am predicting that the Toronto Maple Leafs will finally win a Stanley cup. You Ashton, did you hear that from our insider? Yes, I our, did. Our December best of guest. What did Santa Claus break? Here on our podcast, what did he say? He said that this year, the Toronto Maple Leafs may, if they put all their heart into winning these games, win the Stanley Cup this year. You heard it here first. On Champs and Chums, everybody, the jolly old man Santa Claus with a strong, fearless prediction that not only will there be Santa Claus parade next year, there'll be a Stanley Cup parade. Santa Claus, this makes us feel so extra excited. Well, let's, let's put it this way. I will make a prediction that if they win the Stanley Cup, I don't know how I will do it, but I will make arrangements that I will be at that parade. Oh, amazing. And many, many others from Leafs Nation. Wow, what an incredible moment here on our Best of segment with Santa Claus. Great stuff, Aston. Santa, uh, with Christmas right around the corner, um, we have a podcast about sports, life, and friendship. And mainly in this question, I will be talking about sports. So, Santa, um, what when you are delivering your toys... What are some of the greatest sports presents that you have gave to kids and kids of all ages? Well, that's a good question, Ashton. As usual, you're right on top of your game. I would say probably the greatest gifts I can remember at Christmas time for sports 
would be basketballs. Those are the guys that follow the Toronto Raptors. Ice skates, hockey sticks, pucks, uh, goalie pads, goalie sticks. Those are people that follow the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, even footballs. Those are the teams that follow all the CFL teams. And, of course, my beloved Buffalo Bills. Those are the major sports equipment stuff that I would make sure that the kids would get who love sports. Wow. Uh, it's like sugar plums dancing in our head. My eyes are sparkling. Ashton's is too. You know, Santa, if ever the you're short on some of the elves as you get closer to Christmas uh, Eve and need some teammates, and hearing you describe all the wonderful sports things on the sleigh, Ashton and I would happily volunteer. Well, you know, I think that's a great honor. I would appreciate that immensely. I just want to let you know uh, there is a height requirement. So, Ashton, Ashton, you're at the point now in your life, my young man, that you're starting to go very tall and become a very handsome young gentleman. Your father would have no issues. He could be an elf forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Santa, that, that, that's so nice of you to say. That's so great of you to say. Uh, I uh, definitely would, would volunteer in a heartbeat for sure. Holiday heartbeat, that is. Good stuff. Okay, Santa, we know you've got a really busy schedule, so we, we want to make sure we have just a few more questions for our best of guest, Santa Claus. And Santa Claus, you, you talked about this um, earlier when we, you were uh, talking about the importance of preparation. It's just not, uh, you know, in the month of December. But I wonder if you can share with the fans, you know, we know Christmas season is a very busy time for you, but what does the off-season look like for you? Like, what kind of things, if you do have a little bit of an off-season, do, do you like doing? Well, Santa enjoys, like anybody else, in a vacation, sitting on a beach, relaxing. Uh, it's a little hard because we all know what Santa looks like, so we have to be very careful when I go on a beach. I'll wear a baseball cap or a sun hat. Uh, I have some nice Bermuda shorts. I, of course, all my shirts are Christmassy, so right away I sort of give away. But I like to lay down on the beach, relax, enjoy myself. You know, maybe sip on a pina colada, non-alcoholic, mind you. And I think my favorite place of all is Costa Rica. The ocean, the beautiful waters, the beautiful beaches, the food is fantastic. I like to relax and unwind. Well, that sounds outstanding. And we know you got the, uh, what is that, the SPF uh, 60 also too, right, Santa? When when you're taking a little time off at the beach as well too, making yes, sure you... But you don't get too right. rosy red, right? That's correct. I try to make sure I protect myself with sunscreen. But there's a special sunscreen that Santa uses. It's called SS Santa sunscreen. Oh, the Santa. Oh, that's a good one, Santa Claus. Well, good stuff. We'll have to look at it at our local retailer for sure. But um, good stuff. Well, uh, Santa Claus, I, I wonder, you know, um, in sports, it's all about the, uh, it's all about the assist. It's all about the pass, right? Whether it be on the court, on the ice, or on the field. I wonder if you can share with our listeners the importance of giving this time of the year, but not only just this time of the year, moreover, all the year through. I think the word giving is probably one of the most underrated words in the world. What we've gone through in the last two years in this world is unbelievable. And I think all we need to do is give love, give patience, give understanding. A lot of people are very, very afraid of what's going on in the world. And I don't want to use the word what it's called, but I think the only way we're ever going to get out of this is if we all 
vaccinate. We all must do that. We all must help. We all must do it. Just so you know, the whole North Pole is all double vaccinated. Santa's actually getting his booster shot probably in about a week just before Christmas. And Mrs. Claus is double vaccinated. She has received her booster shot. All the reindeer are double vaccinated except for one. And you know who that would be, Rudolph. He's had one shot, but he has three more days to get it. In the event that he doesn't get that second shot, we have a backup plan to read the sleigh. Anthony, have your phone on. Yes, for sure. For sure. Thanks so much, Santa Claus. Ready to go whenever you are, right? I'll be ready to go and Ashton will be all prepared too. Good stuff. Um, well, we have one more question and I'm going to turn it over to uh, our best of, uh, my best of champ and, and chum, Ashton, for your last question for our, our great guest, Santa Claus. Santa, what is your greatest Christmas wish for kids and kids of all ages this Christmas. I'm a big, huge supporter of agencies like Toys for Tots, Toy Mountain. Uh, in the U.S., it's Rodeo Tots. I want to make sure that every child, no matter where they are in the world, wake up with a gift of some sort. Hopefully it's a toy. If not, maybe a piece of clothing. Christmas is a very, very emotional time for a lot of people. It's a religious time, and it's a very important time, and there's a reason for Christmas. But it's the birth of Jesus. But the bottom line is everybody has to understand. Everybody should be happy. Everybody should be given something at Christmas time. Whether it be, like I said, a pair of socks, a sweater, a hat, gloves, or a nice toy. Don't be greedy. Be grateful for what you get. And please, everybody, give it help. Everybody you can. That's what love and life is all about, giving. What an outstanding way to end a best of segment. That's Santa Claus, our return guest on Champs and Chums. And, uh, and Santa mentioned it as well, too. And we just wanted to highlight it here. We've got some really, really... Um, uh, great charities and community that Santa Claus uh, supports, Toys for Tots. Uh, Champs and Chums was so pleased to support it again this year. So if you go to the, either the Peel Police website or the Salvation Army website, you'll find out more information about toy, Toys for Tots. Santa mentioned Toy Mountain too. So um, Santa Claus, on behalf of Ashton and I, we'd just like to thank you so much for joining us again. We know you've got a really busy schedule and... Uh, you are our biggest champ and chum of this month, and we want to let you know that. You make our spirits bright. You make a nation of kids and kids of all ages merry and bright. And uh, just before we sign off, I want to have the star of the show, my chum Ashton, say a few words to you. Well, Santa Claus, thank you for coming on, sh on the show. It's been an honor to have you on. And um, it's been two times we've had you on, and... Um, uh, I really want to thank you for all your um, support and um, um, and very uh, lots of gen generosity um, from you. And uh, we want to thank you so so much and wish you um, wish you a merry Christmas. And um, we hope all goes well. On Christmas Eve, when you're um, giving the uh, presents out. 
Well, thank you, Ashton. I appreciate that, both from you and your father. And I just want to let you know one thing. I didn't mention this earlier, but I want everybody to know. Santa will be making a special appearance this Friday night, 5.30 to 8.30 p.m., downtown Brampton near the City Hall around Gates Park. I'll be walking around, visiting all the boys and girls, doing selfies and so forth. If anyone has a toy, an unwrapped toy that they want to donate, bring them on down. We'll make sure they get to Toy Mountain, Toys for Tots, or the Salvation Army. Let's make this the best possible year for each and every child out there. You guys are amazing. I love doing the show. I hope to come back for a third consecutive year. And Ashton, you deserve a medal. You're the guy that runs that whole show. <laughs> Your father has to have some work done. Merry <laughs> Christmas, everybody. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas, Santa Claus. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 28. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. It's episode 28. So glad that you're with us here for this holiday edition of Champs and Chums. Anthony and Ashton, as always, in the co-host chair. And uh, hope you're all getting ready for a great, great holiday season. And Ashton, it's now time for our All Pro Go segment. It's our final one for 2021. What do you think about that? Well, it's going to be a great All Pro Go. It's going to be a beauty, that's for sure. So our All Pro Go, for those of you who may be listening to us for the first time, is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. So Ashton has the opportunity to share with you, our faithful listeners, a sport, and he's going to tell you a lot more about it. So Ashton... Take it away. What is our all-pro goal for episode 28? Our all-pro goal for episode 28 is arena football. Great selection. Go ahead, son. Arena football is a variety of eight men indoor grind... Gridiron? Gridiron football. Uh, The game is played indoors on a smaller field than an American or Canadian football. Designed to fit in the same surface area as standard North American ice hockey rink, resulting in a, a f- faster in a faster and higher scoring game that can be played on the floors of indoor arenas. The sport was invented in 1981 and patented in 1987 by Jim Foster, a former executive of the National Football League and the United States Football League. The name is trademarked by Gridiron uh, Enterprises and had a proprietary format. Proprietary format until its patent patent, uh, expired in 2007. Three leagues have played under arena football rules. Um, The Arena Football League, which has played in... which has played 32 Yeah, they seasons, played 32 seasons in two separate runs. In two separate runs from 1987 to 2008 and 2010 to 2019, Arena Football number number 2, the uh, AFL's erstwhile developmental league, which has played 10 seasons from 2000 through 2009. And the China Arena Football League, uh, which began 
play in 2016, but was not directly affiliated with with the now defunct uh, AFL, the CAFL, which operated on a heavily abbreviated schedule solely in China, uh, was the most recent league in the world playing by arena rules. Great job, son. Working and, uh, you know, stick handling your way, or I guess I could say uh, uh, evading tons of tackles and and trying to uh, master all those tough words there. You did a great job. So dad's going to take it to the house, as it were, here for arena football, our all-pro go. You know, one of the things that's really interesting about arena football is the way that's played. I, I heard you talk about how fast and higher scoring it is, and it certainly is. You know, when you look at even they have these large rebound style kind of nets that are on the side of each goalpost. So it kind of adds a a lot more of an element to it, Ashton, in terms of the fun and the fury that goes out onto the field. Um, But yeah, I mean, want to talk a little bit more about uh, arena football here. I mean, there's been some great arena football players as well, too, right, that have that have gone on to play i mean kurt warner when you think about him an mvp won a won a super bowl he played for the iowa barnstormers in the arena bowl x um so there's one example of 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 a great player tommy maddox as well too a veteran quarterback he played as well um uh, lots of different um other quarterbacks i mean jay feely uh antonio chatman here's a name familiar to some of you cfl fans mike vanderjad even played in arena football um so yeah uh, antonio brown as well eddie brown so there's some big names that uh, have started in the arena football league but ashton let me connect the dots for you here your dad actually saw an arena football game live really yeah so this is going back to the days I guess when, uh, I'm thinking it's Air Canada Center. Yeah, it would have been Air Canada Center days. And your dad was uh, working with the Leafs then. And I got some uh, tickets handed to me uh, to go to the Toronto Phantoms, to watch the Toronto Phantoms play. Uh, I believe it was Air Canada Center. And, and somebody's going to correct me. Please do. I, I don't think, it wouldn't have been big enough to play like at, uh, at, at Sky Dome or, uh, Rogers Center at the time, and it definitely wasn't at Maple Leaf Gardens. So yeah, Air Canada Center, Toronto Phantoms, and what a fast game that was. And um, I remember taking, um, you know, our longtime chum, my uncle Mike, to the to the game, and he had a whale of a time. So shout out to a great friend of the show, Uncle Mike, uh, and we had a great time. This is going back years ago, Ashton. We're we're talking like probably. 98 maybe 99 so the toronto phantoms did have a team what did you think about that well um i've i've uh definitely heard of a team called the toronto phantoms but i never knew it was an arena football team well now you know and you as well everybody good stuff all right well there's more show to come here in our holiday episode you're listening to episode 28 of the champs and chums podcast
father-son fun talk you're listening to episode 28 of the champs and chums podcast happy holidays everybody it's anthony and ashton in the broadcast chair and ashton it's now time for our signature segment that's right fans it's our champs and chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field this is where ashton selects a champ and chum of episode and then i do the same as well and uh, we've had this happen, uh, I wouldn't say routinely, Ashton, but it's probably happened a couple times, um, th- or th- maybe two, three times throughout this year. But we have a clean sweep for our champ and chum. Ashton and I have been thinking and talking about this, and um, I think you're really, really going to be merry when you hear all this. So Ashton, who is your champ and chum of episode 28? My champ and chum of episode 28 is Santa Claus. Ho, 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 Ashton. What a great, great selection. Now, why is Santa Claus your champ and chum of episode 28? Well, he's, he is kind to kids and kids of all ages. Yeah, that's right. He, he sure is. I mean, he has time for everybody that, at Santa Claus, and he's a very busy man. So, uh... The fact that he can make time for everybody makes him a champ and chum in, in our book. What else, Ashton? He is heavily gifted with respect to others. Absolutely. I, I, I can't, uh, I can't uh, disagree with you there. I wholeheartedly agree. He, has be, he has come on the show twice, and we have built such a strong friendship with him. Well, they talk about, for sure. Well, they talk about it uh, around the holiday time about making a list. You got a pretty great list there as you're <laughs> reflecting on why Santa's your champion chum. So good job, my man. Well, it's over to dad. And we kind of gave you the little bit of a spoiler alert that this was going to be a festive sweep. But it's my pleasure. It's my privilege to tell you fans that my champion chum of episode 28 is the jolly old man himself, Santa Claus. That's right, everybody. I'm so, so merry and bright talking about our champ and chum. As Ashton mentioned, he's, a, he's the first two-time guest that's come on the show. And I think that's a reflection, everybody, of um, how Santa feels about us and, and how we feel about Santa. And um, for years, Ashton, all of my 40, close to 49 years now, I've always felt a love and affinity for Santa Claus. And to have him on the show, uh, this father-son podcast, uh, not once but twice has been an amazing, amazing experience and feat. You know, I love I love Santa Claus because he sets a great example for people, how to put the work in. He talked about preparation. He talked about how you be kind and you put your best foot forward, right, with people. You try to bring people together and Santa's very principled about how he goes about doing his business and, and his work too, right? Um, he cares. He puts time and passion into making sure that he makes lots and lots of kids and kids of all ages happy, you know, and he's generous. And the one thing I really love about you, Santa Claus, is that you have a love for our great city of Brampton. And we hope that um, we can see you in person again next year in a sleigh along main street in downtown brampton so there you go it's for those and so many sack full of reasons santa claus that you're my champion chum of episode 28 
Good stuff. Well, we're back shortly to close up the last episode of 2021. You're listening to episode 28 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. It's episode 28. It's Anthony and Ashton. It's our holiday episode, our final one for 2021. Thanks so much for listening. Not just today, everybody, but all year through. We so appreciate it. And Ashton, it's now time to close our show. And for all our fans, you know that I always ask Ashton that special question of what he learned today. But I'm going to take it a step higher, everybody. Ashton, what did you learn this year? Well, there is a responsibility when having a podcast. Well, that's a great one, and you saw that, uh, you know, for the uh, all course of the 12 episodes, Ashton, but why don't you give the fans a little bit, when you say something like that, that you've learned, that, you know, with uh, with great things come great responsibility, what are the kind of things so they know? I mean, it's not just us showing up behind the mic and, and press and go. Well, I mean, preparation, you got to prepare, take a shower, get ready, get fresh, and then... Oh, you're really going into the deep details. Well, that's good. I'm glad you mentioned that on air, actually, because the way you feel when you get back and behind the microphone, it'll show, it'll share a lot. We hope you feel the same way as well, too. So, yes, the grooming as well as you prepare to come into the into the studio. Yeah, there's also a lot of, um, uh, well, there's... This is very hard to say because I haven't really done a question like this, but um, there uh, is a lot of work to do beforehand because uh, uh, my dad has to set up all the stuff uh, for the Zoom recorder. But uh, I'll thank you for that, Dad, for setting uh, all all of the Zoom Zoom recorder. Well, my pleasure, son. It's always you know preparation and getting things ready and doing the test the night before we speak to special guests and broadcast to you, our our great fans. And uh, yeah, it does take time. So responsibility uh, and and running a podcast, it's a big thing. And we're so glad that uh, you're listening to us. What else, Ashton? Did you learn this year? Well, I learned more about math. Well, yeah, math capital M. And you know what I really appreciated when I hear you say um, you learned a lot about math is that, you know, we know that that's a subject that you're growing and developing with, right? I mean, everybody has, you know, subjects, topics that they're absolutely, uh, you know, letter perfect in. And then there's ones that they have to put the extra work in. But I've seen evidence of that, you know, and uh, I want you to keep going with it and stick with it and... Whenever you're stumped, just remember you take a step back, you assess, you think, and then you take a step forward again, right? Just like we talk about on Champs and Chumps. Good stuff. Uh, What else? Well, I got very good at sports. Well, you sure did. It's been a banner year for sports experiences. I mean, you know, know, COVID, not putting it aside because COVID is on the minds of everybody and it's definitely hampered and put some limits on the kind of um, experiences we can have the full experiences but yeah you um, you definitely paved a way for greatness in the way I saw you play hockey the way you can stick handle and shoot um, well, what else you tell the fans well how do you what else do you think you improved in 
Well, I definitely improved on my stick handling, as you said, and uh, my wrist shot uh, for hockey. I also improved on, on basketball. I'm really uh, good at basketball. And my, uh, I can kind of say I'm a three-point specialist because I like those corner threes. I take those. Um, and um, they're, they're my specialty because um, uh, every time in aftercare, I play basketball. And um, I, I keep making those corner threes. So there's just uh, something special about, let's see. So I'm facing this way. Oh. Uh, right corner, right corner. So I'm gonna have to talk, start calling you Steph. <laughs> hey, okay, good stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? Uh, think about this, right? I mean, you actually started skating at the beginning of this year, and you hadn't really, you know, with the, you know, the unofficial moment where that dad took you over to, you know, Chinkuzi Park, and you had some rentals on. 2021 was the year you actually started skating, and you made some really really good progress man so uh, congratulations to that and baseball football i'm thinking about too that you just got into in the fall so you are a man of all seasons my friend so good stuff well uh listen everybody we want to thank uh santa claus the jolly old man the first two-time best of guest on champs and chums for joining us on the show we've got lots of thanks to as well ashton for our uh, great cast uh, that help us has helped us out since the very, very beginning yeah we want to thank the power girls and uncle dennis who helped produce the show shout out to the power girls and uncle dennis so uh, so big and big parts of uh, of what we have done since the very beginning of champs and chumps ashton uh, why don't you tell the fans for the final time for 2021 where they can subscribe and check us out they can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, and CastBox. And you can check us out on social at Champs and Chums on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our website, ChampsandChums.com. And you should definitely check out ChampsandChums.com because we have got a new and improved site with all of the episodes on there and some special photos ashton this is going to be the biggest signature fist bump not of just this episode not just of this month this is the biggest father-son signature fist bump of 2021 thank you for tuning in everybody and as we always say ashton cheers Cheers to to champs champs. cheers Cheers to to chums. chums And cheers to an all-star day. Thanks for listening.